Hi, this is Tony Mormina with Insight Partners, and welcome to the Engineers HVAC podcast, where we work to give back to the engineering community by sharing our HVAC application and design experience. So I've been in the industry since 1997, and believe it or not, I've made a few mistakes along the way, and I, I enjoy sharing this experience to, to help others and to keep keep you out of trouble. So hopefully you can benefit from this episode where I discuss five tips for specifying makeup air units, and I hope that you enjoy. Okay, so this is Tony Mormino with Insight Partners, and in this quick podcast, I'm going to talk about five tips for specifying makeup air units. And a makeup air unit is typically a packaged DX piece of equipment that that does not have any return air. So it's 100% outdoor air, comes in under the hood, goes through the filters, goes through your cooling coil where it gets cooled and dehumidified. Sometimes we reheat it, sometimes we don't. The units also almost always have some sort of heat source in them. So when it's cold outside, they can they can heat the, the air as well. So that is a typical DX packaged makeup air unit. We also can get them in split systems, air cold, water cold, many, many, many other options. And there's many terms for this type of equipment. We call them makeup air units, MAUs, 100% OA unit, OA unit, dedicated OA unit, dedicated MAUs, or DOAS systems, dedicated outdoor air systems. So there's all different types of names, and that was confusing to me when I first started. But primarily, we're talking about the same thing. And, and just a quick note on uh, our company. So I work for Insight Partners, and our, our main mission here is to be an HVAC in solutions provider with a nationwide network of experts. And that nationwide network of experts starts with Insight Partners, where I work, where we have many, many degreed and very experienced engineers have been in the business for a long time. We also have two sisters companies called Hobbs and Texas Air Systems. They are very large HVAC rep firms as well. And we we pull all these resources together and we are committed to your local success, to your success. So thank you so much for listening and we hope you hope you get something out of this. We also rely heavily on our vendor partners in. And one of those is Aon and I. I personally have been in the business about 25 years and the, the tips I'm going to share here are not Aon specific. They could apply to any makeup air unit, unit manufacturer. And um, so you could take that and use that in your in your business, however you'd like. But so the last 15 years, I've sold Aon units and I've I've made mistakes in my career. Shocking. And one of the things about making mistakes is I've, I've gotten really good at learning from them. So over the 25 years, I've made a few mistakes and I hope to share some of that experience as it comes through in these tips for, for specifying makeup air units. And I come at it from uh, my experience in terms of design responsibility, economics, and efficiency. So I try to look at all that when I'm giving suggestions to, to engineers. So hopefully you'll we'll walk away with a better understanding. So quick summary of what we're going to talk about. The five things I'm going to hit on quickly are modulating cooling, hot gas reheat, condenser fan control, modulating heat, and optimizing the cabinet size. Okay, so those are the five things I'm going to touch on. So tip number one, make sure you have a way, excuse me, to modulate the cooling. That's my tip number one. Uh, These systems are designed typically for a design day. A design day doesn't happen very often. So if you're in Tampa and it's 95, 78 outside, 
in the middle of August. Um, it's 95, 78 a lot in Tampa, I've learned. <laughs> I've lived in Florida most of my life. So you design it this full load condition, well, it's not always that full load. So if it's a lower load than that, if it's 50% load, then you need to have a way to modulate your compressors or the unit's gonna shut off and you're not gonna dehumidify the air. The way I would recommend or suggest that you modulate the cooling is to specify either a VCC, which is a variable capacity compressor, or a VFD-driven compressor. There are pros and cons and engineering trade-offs to any technology. Each of these has their, their pros and each of these has their drawbacks. Um, you can see many videos on our YouTube channel Insight Partners HVAC TV is the name of our YouTube channel. You can see many videos on there that shows exactly how these, these components work and the pros and cons, and you can pick the best for you. They both work well given the application, so make sure you can vary the capacity. Very, very important. And I will note on this tip, Hawkass Bypass is not a form of compressor capacity control. It is only a freeze protection device used to keep the units on. We don't really use that much anymore other than extreme part load freeze protection. So tip number two, make sure that you can reheat the air. So what happens in a makeup air unit is we cool the air down to a cold enough temperature so that we can condense the water out of the air. Okay, so let's say, let's take our design day of 95, 78, as mentioned before, we cool the air down to 52 degrees, we pump that air into the space. If it's a design day, it's the middle of summer, it's hot outside, that's great. Usually it's not a problem. What happens on part load day? Well, we still need to cool that air down to 52 degrees. So we have to have a way to reheat that air or the air is gonna be too cold for the part load day if you're, if you're putting it directly into the space. We typically do that with something called modulating hot gas reheat and plugging my YouTube channel hard today. So if you wanna see videos on that, Go to our Insight Partners HVAC TV YouTube channel. You can check out videos on hot gas reheat and make sure it's modulating. So we're going to reheat this air, but we want to make sure we can reheat it along all the temperature lines that we need to satisfy the space conditions. If you just have on-off reheat, you will get 52 degree air or 85 degree air, for example. And it's hard to control temperature in the space if that's what you're doing with that type of temperature swing. So that is tip number two. Tip number three, modulating condenser fans. So I I like to modulate everything I can. Um, condenser fans are no exception. So there's a reason you do this. The three reasons are for efficiency, for the health of the equipment, and it provides better acoustical characteristics for the equipment. So whenever you turn something 100% on, and all the way off, 100% on and all the way off, over and over. Whatever the component is, it provides a lot of stress on that, on that component. It is also acoustically unpleasant. It's quiet one minute, then there's a loud noise, it's quiet one minute, it's loud. So the change in noise when we're talking about acoustics, acoustics is what where we usually get in trouble. So, uh, and it's more efficient, way more efficient to hum along at the, the RPM we need on the condenser fan to maintain the head pressure than it is to just bang things on and off. So there's there's two ways we do that. So we're talking about maintaining the head pressure in the in the condenser. So we let's say we want to maintain 420 psig. We measure that with a sensor. We have a controller and we change the speed of the fan to control that pressure. It's just that simple. And there's two methods to do that. One's with an ECM 
condenser fan motor. And the other way is to have a VFD driven motor. Both do the same thing, just in a little different of a way. I particularly prefer the ECM because it doesn't have the drive and it's less components, but you can do it well. We do it both ways uh, and most people have both options. So that is tip number three. Tip number four, don't forget about the heat. So we pay a lot of attention in DX packaged makeup air units as it pertains to the cooling and dehumidification. But a lot of times we we don't think about the heat very much. And the heat is extremely important for the same reasons that modulating the cooling is important. So if you have a 30 degree day and you have a 60 degree temp rise possibility across your burner and you have only two stages, then you get 30 degree air, you get um, 60 degree air and you get 90 degree air if I'm doing my math in my head right. So that makes it very problematic when you're controlling space temperature. That may be okay if you're feeding the makeup air into the back of other sensible devices. If not, you uh, you can run into some trouble. So modulating heat sources, I we do a lot of gas heat and electric heat. Both can come fully modulating. If you're gonna do gas heat, I would specify stainless steel burners there's a reason behind that. That's a whole other conversation, but very important with makeup air units that your gas burners are stainless steel. So make sure to, to specify that and also make sure it's modulating and pay attention to the turndown ratio. So we, we do turndowns from three to one to 10 to one. What's right for your application? It depends. Okay. It depends on what you're doing with it. If you have a 60 degree temp rise burner and you have a three to one turndown, then you're working in increments the minimum of 20 degree temp rise. So if it's if it's 60 degrees outside and you have a three to one in that scenario, you turn on your burner, you're gonna have um, 80 degree air either blown into the space or back of other units. Is that a problem? Again, it depends on the application. So make sure you just pay attention to that. If you're doing a surgery suite, something very sensitive to temperature control, then make sure you have you know something like the 10 to one. Electric heat is very simple. SCR control makes it very easy. We can control from zero to 10%, to, to 100%, excuse me, uh, overall load conditions, very simply with SCR control on your electric heat. And I, I learned that lesson the very hard way by providing one of my first makeup air units to a locker room in Oklahoma with two-stage electric heat. That did not work very well and resulted in a retrofit to SCR controls. Everybody was walked away happy. It was fine, but it was a it was a learning experience for sure that has stuck with me the rest of my my career, so much so that I put it on the top five list. So, <laughs> so anyway, learn from, from my mistakes, please. Uh, tip number five is to optimize your cabinet size. And, and again, we sell Aon, but this will be true for most manufacturers. Okay, so most manufacturers have a specific box or cabinet size. So we go A, B, C, D, and E for our packaged units. And then we have a Z, which is a whole other 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 thing. And then an RQ. But anyway, so a, B, and C are our bread and butter uh, cabinet sizes from six tons to 30 tons. So here's here's what I'm talking about here. So let's say our B cabinet, okay, goes from nine tons in RN009 to 15 tons in RN015. Everything in that size range fits in the same box, the same container, or the same cabinet, okay? So all those costs are fixed. So to increase tonnage incrementally inside the same cabinet size is not very expensive. For example, you can go from a 13 ton to a 15 ton for approximately $500. It's $250 per ton. And these are all just general ballpark budgets. 
Um, it depends on many factors, but just giving you an idea. Uh, so that's $250 per ton, which is incredibly a good deal when you're talking about packaged makeup air units. And it's good insurance if you if you run into trouble and need a little more capacity, you got it there. So optimize the cabinet size. Another couple, so that's my top five tips. My other, t- one more thing I will leave you with is the cabinet. So double wall foam panels are becoming quite popular. Aon kind of pioneered the two inch double wall foam panel. It has an R13 rating on it. It's extremely efficient, extremely strong. So I would also add this as kind of like a bonus tip, double wall stainless steel construction. So thank you so much for watching and I really appreciate your time and thank you for uh, subscribing to our podcast. Yeah, so as we end this podcast, I just want to give a huge shout out to the people that take the time to leave reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms. It just means the world to me that you take that extra 13 to 95 seconds to show your appreciation and also give context to the people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much and hope to catch you on the next one. Thank you very much for listening.